Welcome back to the Baller Shorts Podcast. It has been a while, mostly because Doug is negligent, but Doug is here with me. This is Ben as usual. We have a special guest, Analytics Aaron, who brings all the facts, all the figures. Say hi, Aaron. Hi. We wow, are what a resounding love. How am I, how am I negligent? <laughs> there was a, a little bit of a battle with hay fever or something. That I had a cough one day. That's it. Hey, I was available this weekend. I was in L.A. getting ready for my Lakers to win the lottery. Speaking of, we are live podcasting the NBA draft lottery. I feel like that's a little bit sad, as exciting it is, that we're live podcasting the NBA draft lottery of all things. Well, it's the thing that's going to determine the future of all our franchises for the next 10 years. Yes. There's no bigger event than tonight. Yeah. Here's, here's a question. How much of your joy or sadness in life is caught up in your NBA team? 70% maybe? I'm at like 7%. Well, that's because you're a Knicks fan. Exactly. I'm immune to it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's decreased dramatically year after year. Um, but if I they mean, were good again? Oh, Doug, this would change everything for you. If what? The Knicks were good? I mean, they could be good. But no, I but don't think, even if they got the number one pick, they, I don't think they have the systems in place to allow said pick to thrive. This is, this is I mean, sad. it's just, yeah, it is. It's very sad. I mean, like I said when I walked in, Aaron, you're a Celtics fan. This is a night where the rich get richer for you. Ben is a Laker fan. This is make or break, and, and this this could be the worst or best night of, of I don't know, I don't want to say your life, maybe your week. I mean, anything could happen. It could become the worst or best night of my life. I don't know if it'll be because <laughs> of the lottery. But Aaron posed you a question, Doug, at the beginning, before we even started this podcast. Yeah. Aaron, I'd love you to pose it again. All right, Doug. Celtics get the number one pick. Yeah. Would you take Markel Fobes for KP? I think I would. I think because if we're in total rebuild mode, which you are, I think you have to do it around a point guard. I, I love KP, and I want him to be part of the rebuild, but I think, I personally think Fultz is, um, A, the guy that would draft him number one, because um, I think he's a franchise franchise cornerstone. I think he's going to be a top 10, hopefully top 5 player in the league one day. I think he's a stud. So you don't believe that Porzingis has that capability of being a franchise cornerstone? A top I do, 10 player I do, league? but I think you have to start at point guard. And I think I, personally, I it's a I can't maybe I'll backtrack. If, if, if I knew I could get De'Aaron Fox, I would, I would then want to keep Porzingis, but I don't think it's a guarantee if the Knicks are picking 7. So here's a question, and I don't know who raised this to me. Maybe it was you, Aaron, a little bit. Maybe someone was at work. How many of the last 15 championship teams had a truly elite point guard or had their best player as a point guard? One. Probably not many. But that's uh, that's because this was a different era. I mean, you can't can't compare the last 15 championship teams because the Celtics and, you know, Lakers series would get killed by the Warriors. Yeah, and I mean, the Warriors, Steph Curry was their best player. Yeah, the Cavs, The Cavs and the Heat, LeBron James was their point guard. I don't care who you put on paper as the point guard, he was their point guard. He was their facilitator. He was their sure. playmaker. Okay, right? sure. So you don't have to go through point guard is what I'm saying. No, 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 but no, but there's this. no one else in the league who, who facilitates in that, in that regard, I don't think. That, like, there's no one in this draft. Maybe Ben Simmons from last draft, but there's no one in this draft, you know, 
or or in recent memory, who's the facilitator at the small forward position that LeBron is. Also, name the top five point guards in the league. They're all the ones who are the last players playing the playoffs this For year. For the most part, yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't get deep in the playoffs anymore without a top point guard. Unless you're the Spurs. But the Spurs, are but the Spurs have the system that the Knicks will never have. <laughs> yeah, they're immune from yeah. all... Popovich is their point guard. Conventional is the Popovich exactly. is their point guard. So what are you hoping to happen tonight? For me, obviously jump into the top three. I don't, you know, don't want to slide down, but I'm still worried at seven because, like I said, you know, outside the top three, I really would want De'Aaron Fox, but I think he's starting to push himself into the top five. You don't feel like De'Aaron Fox has Johnny Flynn potential? Ooh. He could, but I think he also has John Wall potential. He's got, he's got kind of short arms. He's, you know... Yeah, but I, I mean, he's faster, he's a better athlete, he's more tenacious on D, he's a better facilitator than Johnny Flynn. And this this, this draft is so top-heavy, I mean, I think the top 13 are the, is the best that we've seen in a decade. I think Monk's floor is Rondo. Monk? Sorry, we were talking about Fox. Fox. Yeah, and then I saw something flash. Yeah. Um, I think Fox's floor is Rondo. Which I think you would take at number seven, obviously. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, I love Fox. I just think he's more of a gamble than you guys are saying. He's super fast. He's not a great finisher at the rim. Doesn't have great length that Rondo does. He's a pretty like he's a great ball handler, but I don't know how good he is at seeing the floor. He doesn't have John Wall's court vision or Rondo's. I mean, he's much closer to Schroeder than Rondo, and Schroeder, what, five years down the line, we're seeing maybe he's a good point guard on a playoff team? Yeah, but I'll take that at 18 years old. He's young. You never know what he gets to develop. I personally, I, I like him more to John Wall than anyone else. You know, lightning quick. Um, I think he has better court vision than you personally are saying. Um, but that's up for debate because we don't really know. Like, once they get in the NBA, everything, you know, everything they did in college is basically out the window. Um you know, needs to develop his shot. I think his form looks good. Everyone who I've read also says his form looks good, so it's, it's somewhat perplexing. Again, you put him in the right situation, he could become a great shooter. Look at Kawhi Leonard. He got into the right situation. He's now one of the better three-point shooters in the league. I'm going out to spend time with De'Aaron Fox next week in L.A. I will assess his shot up close. I will try to play a game of horse with him. If I beat him in horse, would you be worried then? You're a pretty good shooter, though. There you go. Spot up shooter. I'd be alright with it. I'd be alright with it. Wait, alright, so Ben, we gotta talk to you though, because you have the most on the line tonight. I didn't realize until today, not only can the Lakers lose the obvious of a potential pick this year if they fall out of the top three, but if they fall out of the top three through some ridiculous scenario, they also lose their 2019 pick. We don't have to get into why, we just know it's fact. Talk to me. You have a lot on the line. More so than any other team has ever had on the line. And we have such an unusual situation in that we have a bunch of interesting pieces, none of which seem destined for anything particular right now. We've got three or four players that either could become all-stars or just decent six men. And it's sort of hard to predict. Some people still love Ingram despite some of his struggles this year. Same thing for Russell. Some people think Clarkson could be the next Lou Williams. Others think that He's only a good stats, bad team type of guy. And then, of course, Randall, who I personally love, Julius Randall, I think will be 
a fringe all-star for eight to ten years. Other people think, I mean, I've heard that he's mediocre at best. Won't ever develop a shot, short arms. Aaron loves talking about people in their short arms. I got short arms, so, you know, So, here is an opportunity to land what we hope in Lakerland is a surefire all-star. And that's what you hope for in top three pick. Yeah, and like we just saw on the screen, um, they'll have $23 million in cap space too. So, you know, can they can they swing a trade for a guy like Paul George? You know, someone who you know would resign with the Lakers, no matter how good or bad the team is. Well, I hope you would have the discipline to not trade for Paul George and be it's sure, true. especially after his Kimmel appearance, he's coming to L.A. <laughs> it's so obvious. He, he's coming to L.A., he's just not allowed to say it because it's tampering. It's... It's obvious. He's got one more year in the contract, and anything can happen. It's true. And he could break his other leg in two in a terrible, horrible, horrific act. That's, I'm sorry. That's not yeah. cool. Let's, uh, uh, yeah, you got a lot on the line. Should let's, we switch gears from top left. Let's quickly analyze the representatives of each team as they come up on screen. We got Zoe. We got Alonzo Mourning. Gary I think he's a great representative. Gary Harris. <laughs> I always like when players go. Young players especially. Yeah, Gary <laughs> Harris. Gary Harris of all players. Why not? Gary Harris is actually a better player than a lot of people realize. Do you know how many times Gary Harris killed me when I was playing DraftKings before I gave it up? Terrible. When did you give it up, though? Earlier this season? Because he had a great year. Six months ago. About three months into the season, he was playing 42 minutes a night and getting like nine points and nothing else. He's a good player. And you don't send someone to the draft if you don't think he's part of, you know, a good, you know. Jeff Bauer, Detroit general manager. He's Stan Van Gundy's minion. Stan Van Gundy sends his minion. He looks like one of the Coneheads. He looks like he should be on a cereal box, right, Ben? Yes. Rich Cho. Rich Cho. Charlotte executive VP and general manager. I'd say it's, it's average. If I was him, I'd send a... Uh, if I was someone else. I would have him fired. What did Charlotte do this offseason? Charlotte has spent so much money oh, on so mediocrity. They spent money to get their team, bring their team back, and they did not do nearly as well as they did the previous year. Alvin Gentry here for the Pelicans. I like seeing that. That's commitment to the Why? team. He's on the hot seat. He's not a good coach. He's a great assistant coach on a loaded team. You send Boogie. You, you have Boogie, you send Boogie. You send Boogie. There's no question. Boogie has a chance to run over someone. He could punch him in the face of the lottery. What would have been greater than if Boogie were sitting in Anthony Davis's lap in that chair? Nothing. Uh, well, I mean, it depends on what you like in life, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Finley! That's a win. Let's go, Mavs. Ooh, soul patch. Yeah. And wow. clean shaven otherwise. He's a good looking man. Dave Jaeger. Jaeger. Zero, Zero percent chance for number one thing. Yeah, like his skin looks really good tonight. I think oh, he got some makeup done. I, what? Look at look at Jaeger's skin. Sorry, I was reacting to Walt Clyde Frazier. It's fantastic. Yeah. Look at that. He looks like Brad He was happy with He looks he's like a thirty two year old. He's a good coach. I and he's wearing a purple paisley tie. I hate him. Story for another time. Huh. Your boy Clyde, Doug. Clyde, how do you not like this? How are we not winning the lottery? He's wearing the best suit I've ever seen in my life. Do you say that every time you see him in any suit? No, this this is like his good luck suit. He's talked about it. Can you describe it to the listeners who may not be watching? It's purple and it's got a lot of cool designs. It's kind of like that old like red handkerchief design, but it's in like a purple and lavender tone. 
similar color tie, similar pattern tie, and a lighter lavender shirt. A lot going on. Ooh, Andrew Wiggins. With the, with the dreads. Corkers. I thought only... Uh, Did he paint on his hair? I thought only Kawhi wears dreads these days. Frank Vogel. Total opposite of Dave Yeager. It looks like he aged 10 years since of, this season. A lot of head coaches. This, this is the best. Joel Embiid. Uh, is he allowed to live tweet from the seat? From the hot seat? Don't let him. Will he get injured celebrating this? I hope not. He's great. Did you hear what he said earlier Bill today? Dramatic action. You hear what he, you heard what he said earlier today? I, I I'm wish seven they... foot two. I'm smart. I'm an NBA player. I'm good looking. Why won't Rihanna date me? <laughs> Something like that. He's got a great case. I'm paraphrasing. He's got a great case. Because he, he doesn't want anything. Magic Johnson. Oh, I wonder what they're laughing about. This is the problem of watching it on mute. Yeah, whatever. Magic Johnson. You know what? Commit I respect it. him being there. No, I mean, he could be in a position where he's losing two top picks, so you got to respect him being there. He looks good. Magic always looks good. You know, he still allegedly plays in some old-school pickup runs I believe in L.A. and dominates. I saw a video of Patino playing in one of those recently. Oh, Patino Mobley? No, Patino. Oh, no, Patino. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Patino Mobley. How long do you last? 20 seconds? Nah, he's like a spot of shooting. He, he hit three threes. He, he hit three threes. Oh, you saw that video too? Yeah. yeah. We apologize for the ambulance in the background. That's that's New York mm-hmm. City. And it's one of the two. What'd you say? How many last 20 seconds? Oh. I run. Yeah. Boom. Went there. Booker. Oh, gosh. Devin Booker. Devin Booker cannot much... celebrate with champagne tonight? No. He's not 21 yet. Cannabis. I like that he does this. He brings, uh, he brings a, a special, special friend. needs kid. Yeah. Yes. It's great. It is great. Great head of hair on this guy. Wick Grosbeck. Wick Grosbeck. I like that you knew that. The Celtics didn't know who to send tonight. They're all playing the playoffs. Governor? Is the governor of Boston? <laughs> He's definitely, that's his title for the team? He's the, one of the governors of the team? That's why people hate Boston fans. For things like that, they give governor titles to team partners. The Boston governors is a special needs basketball team in Boston. Before you know it, James Dolan will be the prime minister slash dictator of the New York Knicks. He's going to have a nameplate that says Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Let's talk about Celtics while we're waiting, because I think we have a few minutes. What do the Celtics need the most, Aaron? Kristaps Porzingis? No, let's not talk about the draft. Let's talk about... Uh, oh, it's still Celtics the next series, yeah. All right, so the odds have the Cavs at minus 700, the Celtics at plus 500. Cavs win. What would have to be the odds for you to bet the Celtics? I wouldn't bet the Celtics. I don't think they're winning, so I don't want to lose money. Would you bet them at plus 10,000? I, I, I still think if I put $25 down on that, I'm losing that money. Let, let me give you a case for Celtics. They played the Cavs four times. They won one and lost three. So Strong case at the beginning. It's, I mean, they regular season. Regular season. The, the two of those losses were very close games. Sure. They can hide Isaiah and J.R. Smith so he doesn't get tired. It's a pretty good matchup for them. Sure. They have a lot of players who can match up with LeBron. I mean, match up meaning hold him to 34. And, you know, if they can grab rebounds... They can contend. They were pretty close to, you know, being respectable against the Cavs in the regular season throughout the years. I mean, they got swept when they when they played two years ago, but they're a much better team now. They have Al Horford. 
they're one injury away from, I mean, the Cavs don't have that much depth. They're one injury away from competing. I, I think there's a chance there that they can, first of all, they can contain Kyrie, which is big. So they're only, so they got Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart. They're very good at containing Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie's not going to go off like crazy against them. Marcus Smart is a tough matchup for Kyrie because Kyrie doesn't do well when he gets into a physical battle. And Avery Bradley is a great one-on-one defender when he doesn't have to run off screens. Kyrie doesn't like screens that much. Yeah, because they involve other people in Kyrie. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, the big question is, are the Cavs just going to get every rebound? Definitely a question, but Celtics, remember, we're the better team. They have home court. They got a great okay. crowd. My turn. Ben, you want to you jump in there? No, you're making a sourpuss face, so go in there. I don't want more of this. So the Celtics, the Celtics won one and three against the regular season Cavs. This is not the playoff Cavs, right? You mentioned that they have a few guys who can contain LeBron James. No one can contain LeBron James. You have a few guys who can defend LeBron James in spurts and will not, by any means, stop LeBron James from doing whatever the hell he wants. You know, P.J. Tucker was brought in to do that against Demar Carroll for the Raptors. True. The same can be said with, you know, Paul George. He's a good defender in his own right for for the Pacers. No one's stopping LeBron there. Um, I mean, I think, uh, fine, I'll give, you, I'll give you the Marcus Smart on Kyrie point, but at the same time, um, you know, Kevin Love will be an issue because your Johnson was... No, you got Horford on him. You have Horford on Love, but then you're going to, you know, whoever is guarding Tristan Thompson is not going to be able to stop him from getting offensive. This is, this is a question. However, if you, I mean, if you think about it, the Celtics aren't the favorites in the series. There's no question about that. Yeah, but yeah. The, the Let Cavs, me jump in here. Okay. Yeah. Here is, I think, and I agree that the Cavs are the series, and you, you do too, but here's the path to victory for the Celtics. One game they have to hit 23s. Yep. It's one of those games they shoot. Which they're more than capable of doing. Yep. 20 for 34. Yep. One game Isaiah has to score 55 points. She can do it. Which she had 53 versus the Wizards. So that's two there. One game, the Cleveland Cavaliers have to be so abysmal from the three-point line. What if this is all the same game? The Celtics win 150 to 50. Right, and everybody use up all their luck. I mean, they could win a third game if the Cavs shoot, say, six for 32 from three. And keep jacking for whatever reason. It's the same as abysmal. I'm just saying. Yeah, I was just doing some numbers. You know that abysmal is officially uh, between... 11% 11% and 21%. Interesting. Above that is terrible. Below that is catastrophic. Okay, interesting. And that's true. The analytics is, yes. <laughs> uh, I, yo, I, all right. Look, I, I'm, I'm a huge LeBron and Cavs supporter. I always have been. I told Ben last night, Aaron, I think the Cavs need to win this series in five or six because if it gets to seven, I really do think that you throw everything we've set out the window and I think the Celtics would win Game 7. I just personally don't think it gets there. Oh. I think the Celtics are a great team. The way they were moving the ball, the way they you know, allowed Kelly Olynyk to do what he did yesterday is great. I know the Cavs haven't been great on defense, but I cannot see Kelly Olynyk going off on that. Well, that, I mean, that's the issue, right, is the Cavs' defense is pretty abysmal. They have one defender. Is also their best offensive player and also the best fair. player. Yeah, fair. I mean, their defenders are on the bench. Richard Jefferson, Shumpert. Jared Smith is actually above average defender as well. 
The issue with Isaiah, and this is what the Cavs exploited, you put him on JR, but they're going to run so much action, and if he doesn't switch off the screens, there's going to be wide open threes. Well, the thing that the Celtics do, and we can't show it on podcasts, is they put Isaiah in the corner and basically play his own, and he's just guarding that corner three. And they switch everything they else. They switch everything else. So he's always on the guy in the corner, and the Cavs don't have a great driver from yeah. that corner. That's like, fair. You know, just, there's there's potential. There's I'm potential just saying for it's, sure. I mean, you know, I'm saying it's a 500 chance. Are we going to have a fourth quarter where you hear Kevin Harlan? Is he the guy announcing those games? Hope so. I hope so. Wait, Richard Jefferson takes Isaiah in the post yet again. There's going to be a lot of that. Oh, God. All right, I think we're about to start. Okay, we got the lottery Let's coming. Let's do it up. Oh, my gosh. Let's just talk through as we go what teams need, who we want to see them pick. Mark Tatum, Deputy Commissioner. All right. He's got a really nice we'll tie knot. Oh, the Heat. The Heat. Ooh, all right. Alonzo Mourning, unhappy. Avoided that one. <laughs> Although, that was uh, that was not surprising. Oh, I hope I don't see the Lakers. 13th pick. Well, you can't see him this low. Nuggets. The Nuggets. People listening to this podcast are going to hate this because they're going to know they, what happened and they're just going to hear us saying Will it. they show the Lakers if they get like the fourth pick, which will obviously go to the Sixers? Will they show the Sixers? They'll show the Lakers. The Pistons. Can you remember the order going no, through this? No, I'm not thinking. Is someone move up? We'll find out very shortly. I'm not worried. I want to see some emotion. I'm seeing no emotion out of these They'll representatives. They'll show a representative, the Hornets. They'll show a representative if, if uh, they got skipped over. Like, You'll see him. Get all giddy and whatnot. But imagine if all, you know the Hornets guy got up and did the moonwalk there forever a oh. hero. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's New Orleans. Orleans. That's all right, Jaeger. This is the Mavs. The ninth pick has actually won the lottery twice in recent history. And it's the Mavs this year. Oh. And it's still the Mavs this year. Pick nine. All right, Michael Doug, Finley. it's getting close to I'm you. I'm so worried. Number eight. Number eight. Please don't be the Knicks. I think it's gonna be the Knicks. I know it. Oh my God! It's the Knicks. So someone moved up? Yeah, has who, Clyde, who jumped us? Has Clyde had Botox? Who was eight? The Kings? The Kings jumped. The Kings jumped? Oh, Joel oh. Embiid is oh, fired up. Oh, do the Sixers up. have that pick? Oh, no. Do the Sixers have that pick? The Sixers have the swap rights to the Kings. No, only if they're out of time. No, 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 no. The Sixers have the swap rights to whatever works. the Kings pick is. They can swap their first pick. The oh, Eagles God. The seven. They dropped two. Well, yeah, because the Kings moved up. Joel Embiid, that was a great reaction. I'm the happy. Magic at so, six. I'm happy the team rolled seven because that means the Clippers could have got this. Yeah, the Kings, I guess, moved No, up. but wow. did, isn't there another team that moved up? Could be. The Kings fifth. Ooh. Oh. oh, that's Philly. Yeah, that's Philly. So Philly's going to take. So the Kings have jumped into the top three. They, they wound up at third. Joel or somewhere in the third, top, top three. Yeah. They could be number one. It could be. In the fourth pick. Oh, God. The fourth pick. Oh, oh, my God. The fourth pick is the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> you got we it. Did it. We, we did it. Oh, Devin Booker oh. so unhappy. Oh, you got to keep your pick. Magic. Lakers Celtics. Lakers Celtics. Six. Look at that smile. Oh. Oh, he's dancing. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, that is a beautiful thing. Oh, man. Wow. Congratulations. We're going to win the lottery. More number three spot teams have won the lottery so where, than any other one since they did the lottery this way. Where's the Sixers' actual pick? The fifth. They, the fifth? they swapped through the Kings who won the lottery. Okay. 
This, that trade, by the way, was the worst trade of all time. The Kings traded that pick. Oh, so you that was the, only a one pick. Okay, gotcha. That was the Stauskas trade, where the Sixers traded, the Kings traded Stauskas and their swap rights for the next two years in a 2019 pick for basically cap space. Right. Even though they could have let people go with the... <laughs> it, was, it was moronic. Tomorrow, on my show, SI Now, Sports Illustrated, check it out, we have Vivek Ramadive's daughter... Of outliers' faith, yeah, or David and Goliath faith, yeah. Oh man, we're gonna ask her if all the stories are true about her twelve-year-old team. <laughs> wow, Vivek. All right, here we go. All right, the Sixers. In Sixers ascending height. Did you order. see that? The Sixers. Sixers. So we got the third pick coming up. It's the Sixers. Sixers. Joel. Oh my out. God! Look at that eye roll. Classic well, he's eye roll. Miss out on one of the two. It's either me or you, Aaron. Oh, baby! So you got Fultz and we got Ball. Oh, my God. Markel! <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I guess that's what's happening. Fultz or Ball, that's what... Oh, wow. The Celtics are playing in the Eastern Conference Championship at home tomorrow and have the number one pick in the draft. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. And we got Fultz Ball rivalry bringing back Celtics oh Lakers. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. How much better can we get? Can't uh, get except the Knicks. Yeah, that's Markel. The Knicks got jumped. That's, oh, that's rough for the Knicks. Hugs all around. So who are the Knicks taking, Doug? At eight. I'm trying to break to it down. Out of my head. Break it down. Go, go back to the order. So Let's see. Yeah. The order. Rewind it. All right. Or maybe do they trade Kristaps Porzingis for no, Markel Fultz? Trading Kristaps Porzingis for Markel Fultz. You're going back on the trade idea that you... I would do it. I don't think they're doing it. All right, let's break it down now. Let's 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 see what we got here. Let's break it down. Doug, Knicks with the eighth pick. Who Unless you're saying it's just straight up and the Knicks keep the eighth pick and get the first pick. Yeah, yeah, that uh, would be the... I don't know. I don't want to play hypothetical. So right now... Let's look at the lottery. Let's project who you think Fultz, the Knicks are going to get. Fultz and Ball, one and two... With three, it's tough. I don't think they pick a ball. I don't think they're going to pick a ball dominant. They're going to pick Tatum. I think they pick Tatum or Jackson. They don't need Jackson because if Ben Simmons is the player they hope him to be, he's going to play the four, and he's a mediocre shooter. Josh Jackson's biggest weakness is shooting. If Tatum and Jackson are pretty equivalent, but Tatum is a much better shooter, which I think is a fair analysis. I I think it would be dumb if they picked... I mean, they could pick Monk. I think Monk is a good pick, but I don't think he's the third best player in this draft. What about Fox? I think it'd be redundant with their first pick from last year, Ben Simmons. But, but, I mean, that is a scary break that they could run. There would be... Scary break, or the defense would just pack it in and make them shoot. I mean, this is me justifying why they won't pick the guy that I want to drop to eight. But at the same time, it logistically does not fit. Okay. And I think the Sixers have to start thinking, how are we going to fit together, rather than just loading up on the bigs and dumping their own Noel like they did. You know what I mean? I think they start to need to start thinking about fit so they can actually get better. The Plus, Suns, they're getting Kyle Lowry in free agency. Like one from Right. Yeah. I mean, the Suns need a win. And player. J.J. Reddick well, to play shooting guard. What do the Suns need? The Suns... They two power forwards They last need year. Josh Jackson or Tatum. Yeah, I think or, they a or, or they decide it's time to move on from Eric Bledsoe yeah. and they go with an all-Kentucky backcourt of Fox and Booker. 
one shooter, one ball pusher. That's a nice looking backcourt. You mean the happen. same all Kentucky backcourt that they have now of one shooter, one pusher? Yes. Backed up but by. Younger. <laughs> but slightly younger. And backed up by Tyler Ewis, who. Oh, went gosh, to yeah. And, and Revan Knight, who also went to Brandon Kentucky. Knight. Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight. Brevin Knight went to Stanford. Oh, the old throwback to Brevin. And, and, and Brevin Knight's brother. No, no, Brevin Knight went to Stanford. Brevin Knight's brother was who? Brandon Knight, who Other went Brandon. to Pitt, Pittsburgh. Other Brandon Knight? Yeah. Okay. Brandon Knight won. Who am I thinking about that one? Oh, whatever. All right, the Kings. Turn to Seton Hall, you're thinking of Isaiah Whitehead. The Kings are taking the point guard, right? That's a team that's taking point guard. That's. Or, that's, That's a team that no, wants I mean, They I jumped us, and they I wasn't accounting for them. I don't, they, they're I, taking a point I don't know if the Kings are taking a point guard. I mean, I think the Kings really like playing, you know, Buddy Heald at the one. They no. think they can, and no. maybe... They, I think they... They want Buddy Heald running off screens. Well, then, but I think that Monk is an interesting player for the Kings. They love that shooter at the one. They think that's the future. You're not asking, we're not asking ourselves the right question. Which player in this class is the best at basket hanging? Cherry picking. That's who Feedback wants. He wants that's a cherry true. picker. That's true. And that's, to, be, to be fair, I personally think Monk and Heald are redundant. And I think even the dysfunctional Kings would choose a point guard. If I'm running the Kings, I'm taking a point guard. Okay. That's not right. The magic. So you're taking Fox, but it, say Fox is gone. Or say you Fox is Smith. gone there. Yeah. Oh, because he went four. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis Smith maybe, who I also wouldn't mind. Maybe they take Frank. I mean, you know who the Kings also would not mind if he fell to five? Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the there's Kings no need way everything. Jackson's falling to five. The Kings need there's everything. There's totally a way that he's falling to five. They could easily go. Fultz, Ball, Tatum, Fox. Because with the Sixers, yeah. I mean, I don't know if the Sixers are the sons of Jack Josh Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I just don't know. The Kings needed the Magic. Oh, the, the Magic. You know the, for all the teams that have issues, I think the Magic are the worst constructed out of all of them and have are. the least hope. They, they, I think, should blow it up and just pick whoever they think is the Who are they going to blow it up for? They don't have any guys to blow up. No, Doug just says get rid of them. Don't even trade them for anyone. Yeah. Just get rid of the ball. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying. Really start like, yeah, just go. They have, go a new, they have a new GM. He has no allegiance to anyone on the, the roster right now. I think they're just going to go with the best the player they like the best, whether it's a point guard, whether it's you know Tatum, Jackson, if they fall there. The Celtics might trade you the number one for Aaron Gordon the sixth. Celtics might trade the. Why would you, as a Celtics fan, want that? I think that's terrible for the Celtics. It depends how much we like Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon had a nice last half of the season. No, yeah, but he doesn't. He's still positionless. Have this right? Have the Celtics ever had a slam dunk champion on their roster? Yeah, they have him now, and he was a slam dunk champion for them. Gerald Green. Gerald Green! And Dean Brown also won the side of the contest. Of course. Uh, they don't need Aaron Gordon then. Alright. The Mavs. The Mavs are drafting Lowry Marketing. Yeah, yeah that's a great. That's, that makes so much sense. So that Dirk can mentor him. That's. Right? It has to be. I like to, yeah, I, right. they could take him up. And then Rick Carlisle doesn't have to switch his offense at all. He just does exactly what Dirk does with Lowry Markinen. A mediocre rebounding, oversized, really good shooter from Europe. Are you kidding me? There are there are seven guys I would want 
on the Knicks. And that is, look, seven, seven guys in this draft. I'm saying that's how I justified being okay with seven. It was um, Fultz, Ball, Jackson, Tatum, Smith, Monk, and Fox. That's seven. I personally do not want Frank, the French point guard. Frank. Oh. I'd rather would have Donovan Mitchell personally and make him a point guard. But, I mean, I just named seven guys. Maybe I think it's a good chance that those guys go one through seven in some order. So I'm worried now. I'm genuinely worried. I don't... We do, we're the last team that would draft Lowry Markkinen. I don't think we need Jonathan Isaac either. Lowry Markkinen plus Kristaps Porzingis? I, no, see, I think Jonathan Isaac makes a lot of sense for you guys. Go with the go long. Well, we are. I mean, we're long. You could argue we're the longest team solely because we have Kristaps. I no, but I think Kristaps. I would love to see the Knicks play in a 2009 Orlando Magic style, where you basically throw it into Kristaps, have long guys that can switch on the perimeter, and you know try to get. Is Dwight Howard here? Kristaps is Dwight Howard here. He's put on a lot of weight. But, I mean, he's, he's going to put it on. He's young. He's got a great post game. Yeah. And he's a he good pick. He's more of a better driving game. He's but he's, like, a, he's yeah, a good he's pick and pop player. For sure. Great off the pick. For sure. I understand you need a point guard, but maybe you find someone in the 60th pick. Or <laughs> trade for Peanut, <laughs> Phoenix. Oh, I, mean, I can't trust Phil to, to draft our point guard with the, I think we have the 45th pick in the second round. All right, but wait, let's stop talking crazy Nick hypotheticals. You guys have a very more reasonable uh, Oh, man. Can you, so can you talk to me about Lonzo? Yeah, let's, let's start with How excited two. you are about Lonzo Ball well, playing exactly. for his home so, Lakers? I think Fultz is going to be the number. I, I don't see them taking, I don't see the Celtics taking Lonzo. I think Fultz fits them a little better. The, because they need shooting. The only, I mean, they need scoring. The only way that they don't take that Lonzo goes one is a Celtics trade out. Okay, so is there any if you know bar, bar, you know who would make sense as a trade partner? Who's that? The Suns with the Celtics. The Celtics could trade the number one pick for the four and one of the two high upside four guys from last year's draft: Marquise, Chris, or Dragon Bender. That's it for oh. the four. But that's essentially. The fourth round, fourth pick this year and last year. If you want, as a Celtics fan, Tatum or Jackson. I mean, it's an interesting trade. The then you can get that at four. If I'm the Celtics, I hang up the phone. The thing about the Celtics... Unless, unless it's Devin Booker in the fourth pick. The, I mean, the thing about the Celtics is they're bringing over two rookies next year. So they have two rookies, at least. They have Jalen Brown, who's a second-year player. They couldn't handle another two more young players on that roster. That's fair. I mean, that's that's six out of your top, you know, 11 guys. How about this? Who says no to this? I'm going to mend your trade a little bit. Devin Booker in the fourth for the first, and either Marcus Smart or Jalen Brock love the Suns of War. Who says no there? I think Jalen Brown and Mark. I think Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart are a bit redundant, so you get rid of one. I don't think the Celtics lose anything there. If, if we could trade... You get Devin Booker, which fills a huge shooting and scoring. If we could trade Devin Booker uh, and for... Yeah, uh, we would do that in a heartbeat. You would take that trade? Oh, of course. We, and if you're the Suns, you still get... 
I mean, for faults I think we do for Marcus. I don't know about Jalen Brown. I kind of really like Jalen Brown's flexibility. He could on the outside, but I definitely uh, Marcus Smart. Considering he's going to be a free agent next year, there's no way they're going to keep that backcourt together. I think the Celtics are going to get a lot of offers, but I think are we in agreement that barring, assuming the Celtics and Lakers keep the pick, it's, yeah. it's going Fultz and Ball, right? Right. Like, there's no conceivable way it does. Would the Celtics consider moving Hel- Horford to the four? Yeah, I think they like Horford at the four. I think Horford likes the four as well. All right, I'm going to propose a trade here. There we go. I like it. Miami and Boston. Hassan? Miami sends Hassan Whiteside in the 14th pick over for the number one pick. That was a lot of And then to the Celtics. Maybe Marcus Smart. And you know, so wait, the 14th and Hassan for Marcus Smart in the first? Yeah. I don't think the Celtics do it. I don't think so either. I, what if it's just for the first? I You know, I think here's the problem with Celtics is they... I don't think they like the dominant center who can't, who doesn't have any range on their offense because they already don't have enough shooters. And I don't think Hassan necessarily works great with an aging Horford. I think that they would be happy if they got uh, just a decent center to play with Horford rather than a great All right, guy. who says no? The number one pick for Nikola Jokic. I, I'm just. I'm not saying it's good there. I'm just saying who says no first. Uh, nuggets. That's interesting. If you I think Fultz can great, be, I don't know if that's a great for the Celtics. So, Aaron, wait. Do you think that scoring slash shooting is a bigger, bigger? Like, would you rather have that need filled as a Celtic fan, or would you rather have the rebounding, post presence, uh, scoring, shooting? No, no. So they're bring the thing is the Celtics are bringing over this young center next year that they really like. Who? Uh, he is. Uh, no, no, no. Anton Zizic. Oh, Zizic. They, they also have Gershon Dubusa. Right. Uh, yeah. Celtics have French Draymond. They have French Draymond. But I mean, for the Celtics, a lot is contingent on free agency, right? They have also max cap space going into next year. Also running out of roster space. No, they. You need to. I think you need to swing these assets into a player. I mean, Somehow, it doesn't have to be the first pick that you trade away. But like Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, like these assets are getting redundant. What, I mean, yeah, they're gonna have to do something to clear up their backcourt. Right. But to be honest, like the Celtics are playing for two eras, right? They have their young guys, and they have these guys who are in the prime of their career. I don't know if it's and thing, they are right where they want to be. I mean. The question is, what do you need to beat LeBron? Because I don't think it's going to be hard to beat Golden LeBron. State. Yeah, right? So LeBron right now, with their current team and Max Caspace, they're playing the Eastern Conference Finals, which is probably I about think, the ceiling that they have. All right, who says no? Go ahead. I'm just concocting things over here. I, I love Jokic from Celtics. I think you play for the next... I think you don't play for now. I think you play for... Years from now, when LeBron James is how old? He'll be 35 and a bit more past his prime. You think you never know because you're not beating him now. That's why I don't you think don't there's a conceivable. I don't think Mark Fultz is going to bring you as good as I think he could be. I don't think he's going to be that player in the next three years. So, all right, I got another this this trade that I concocted that you didn't let me finish. Ben, ben, you like to concoct. 
Who says no? The Celtics trade the number one pick and pick your wing guy, Avery, Marcus, Jalen, for Joel Embiid. Wow. Interesting. uh, It's a great trade. I think the Sixers have to say no. The Sixers Sixers say no. I mean, but I'm not saying this well, is a trade swap. I'm saying the Sixers also keep three. No, 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 no I know. I, so I mean, the Sixers can. Let me just play this out in my head. The Sixers theoretically could be starting next year: Markel Fultz, Avery Bradley, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, and Okafor for now. Yeah. Versus three of those five guys. That's I mean, that's very true. And the Celtics would do that trade in a heartbeat. I mean, I think Embiid gives you the best chance of competing now and in the future. They, but the issue on the Celtics side, I think, is Embiid only has a year left on his rookie deal. As sad as that is, he's only played like 30-some-odd games. The Celtics are already going to have to pay Isaiah. They just paid Horford. Then they're going to have to also pay Embiid. They're going to then just all these other assets they have are just going to leave. One by one, they're going to leave. Even with the rising cap, they're not going to have enough money. No, but here's here's the interesting thing. So, Horford and Crowder's deal end the same time. So does Jalen Brown's rookie contract. So they lose Marcus Smart out of that. That's the only real asset that they lose. And they can probably swing Terror's ear. And Kelly Olynyk's gone, but no one cares about Kelly Olynyk. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I think you cared about him last night. Loved him last night. But So that's... Really, what they're losing, and they have the Nets pick next year, which could also be number one. So, a chance at you know, Embiid on the max contract. I mean, Isaiah is going to be on the max contract too, so the, that's big. But the way they're structured, all those contracts end up at the same time, and they're not going to re sign Horford after he finishes his deal. And by the time Jay Crowder finishes his deal, they're not going to re sign him. So, and they have Crowder for three more years? Yes. Yeah. So which is great. At, so you're like playing for the next three years. years, which LeBron James will also be included. You're not no, playing no, for no. the next three years because you at least you, have Isaiah and Embiid long-term, and you can fit so many pieces. You have Embiid, Jalen Brown, and the number one pick next year, or a top pick next year. Plus, they have all their assets, and they have Minnesota's pick in 2019, the Clippers pick in 2019, I don't like it for I don't like it for either team. I think the Celtics. I mean, the injury concerns are the injury right, concerns that's, that's, with Embiid, and I think the Sixers at this point are married to Embiid. They I have to be. It's a divorce. You couldn't. Here, here's you actually. Before we go on to the Lakers, which we'll get to then, I have, a, I have a quick thought. This removes the draft, but we're talking Celtics. So last night, I was thinking after the game, Kelly Olynyk. It was unbelievable. It's the best I've seen him play at the NBA level. Obviously, the best game he's had at the NBA level. I was thinking, should I be feeling that, wow, the Celtics are so good that a guy like Kelly Olynyk could come in out of nowhere and be that second scorer complimenting Isaiah? Or should I be feeling, wow, the Celtics are lucky that Kelly Olynyk just had the game of his life or else they would have lost Game 7 and Danny Ainge would have been panned for not getting the second scorer in Paul George and Jimmy Butler because he didn't want to pull the trigger. Well, so here's the thing. Kelly Olynyk had an amazing game. Yeah. He, most of his shots were pretty open. It wasn't like oh, he, yeah, yeah. he was Wizards, creating. The Wizards, the Wizards left him alone. Yeah. So let's say that he doesn't have the game of his life and shoots instead of 70%, 50%. They sure. still win. 
They're you know yeah, they yeah, won yeah, by ten. Yeah, it's yeah, a closer game. Yeah, okay. yeah. And the thing about Danny Inge is he made a calculated choice. He said, one, we have great chemistry. We don't want to fuck that up. Okay. Uh, okay. We tolerate flames. Oh, thank you. And yeah, and yeah. number two... Ben doesn't. Ben doesn't curse. And, and number two, they realize that their ceiling is maybe two wins against this Cavs team in the next series. So are you going to trade a really good player... Like a maybe this Markel Fultz for three more wins against the Cavs. I mean, they're not beating Golden State as constructed. And even you put Jimmy Butler on you that never team. Know. You never know. I mean, you're an injury away, but I think uh, the, the Spurs were on their way to dismantling the Warriors in Game One until a, a, a freak injury, which we won't, won't get into because that's a topic in and of itself. But I see what you're saying. I think we could debate this all night. Should the Celtics play for now? For later, should they make? Both. Trade, draft Fultz, yeah. We got Gordon Hayward coming. We got Markel Fultz on the way. Oh. All right. Lakers? Should we get into it? Well, let's get into it quickly. quickly. I'm, I'm of two minds about the Lakers. Well, I'm of two minds about Lonzo Ball. I love Lonzo Ball as a basketball player. I love LeVar Ball as an entertainment object. But I hate that I've only thought about LeVar Ball when thinking of Lonzo in the last three months. It, it, it disconcerts me. It's because Lonzo's been playing. I mean, and he doesn't talk much. Yeah. But from a pure basketball perspective, I think Lonzo is going to be a high-level NBA player. I really do. I think I buy all of the comparisons to the great point guards who see the floor Unlike anyone else. Does he fit in your system, or do you just revamp the system? He definitely fits in a Luke Walton system. Luke Walton is one of those really smart, malleable coaches who's going to put the right system around the guys. You know? The other, yeah. Thing is, who's your... you got guys who can run up the floor now. Yeah, you got I mean, D'Angelo, Clarkson, Randall can run. Yeah, they, Randall's a great ball player over the floor. Oh, God. It's, they're going to be do fun. You, I mean, does this hurt D'Angelo Russell, though? I know, like, there should be a point guard, shooting guard. It's probably more of a shooting guard. But if he's a shooting guard, he's still a ball-dominant shooting guard. I know Lonzo's good at distributing and getting the ball, but do you worry about that? Do you trade D'Angelo? If D'Angelo knows what's best for him, he's going to learn to come off screens. If he has... If he's too stubborn to... If he's too stubborn to come off the ball, to not dominate it, to work into an offense, to run off screens, and he's not the type of player we want anyway because he's not good enough on the ball to be the ball-dominant lead guard on well, a contending team. Well, second question, is Lonzo Ball a ball-dominant guard? I don't think so. He's not. He watch Lonzo yeah, play. He gets the ball. He, he gets rid of the ball when he should. He, he moves it. He's a great spot-up shooter, but he's not. he can't shoot off the dribble. And he doesn't like to drive that much, even though he's a pretty good driver and finisher. I think it makes sense that you have a ball-dominant guard next to him. It's how UCLA won this year. I mean, they put in a lot of ball-dominant players next to him. They shared the ball, is what they did. Is They didn't have one ball-dominant player. The only right. ball-dominant player on UCLA was uh, Holiday. Little Holiday. Yeah. But he came off the bench and did a pretty good job with Lonzo on the court. Yeah, it's true. But... The rest of the wings on the team and, and the big guys were not ball dominant at all. And Lonzo had the ball in his hands an awful lot. Either way, he gives you flexibility to create an offense however you want to do it. All right, we're wrapping this up. Final thoughts. 
I don't think it was dirt. I think Zaza Pachulia has had a checkered pass. I don't. I don't think he intended to hurt Kawhi. As, as sad as it was to see Kawhi go down, I understand where Pop's coming from. I don't think it was there was intent, but I do think that the NBA should look at making that like one of the calls that the refs know to review, and trying to judge if there's intent, which is impossible. I mean, can you just call it a flagrant, whether or not there's intent? That's what a flagrant's supposed to be. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. But could you put that into the class of flagrant calls? Yeah, I agree. I think it. Sh- I think it should be because it looks inconspicuous. If that's the word I should be using there. It, you know, it doesn't innocuous. Look, innocuous. It doesn't look like much, but it obviously can do severe damage. It's like. It's it's very similar. Just doesn't look as bad optically. If if a guy's cruising to a fast break layup and someone just comes in and undercuts him and the guy goes flying, it's the same thing. I yeah, I think it's the same play as they you know the NFL fixes when they had guys diving at quarterbacks' knees. It's seems like a play that you make that you scare the other guy and you need to fix that. Yeah, I'm with you. Last question for the night. Scale of 1 to 10, rate Steph Curry's playoff beard. 6. 3. Someone going, can't grow his own beard. I'm giving it the 3. I'm going 5. 10 for effort, 0 for effectiveness. There you go. Uh, this was a wonderful podcast. I'm curious if the people who want to listen to us relive the lottery after they've already lived <laughs> the lottery. Live, trying to live podcast the lottery. Do people yeah, go podcast things on. without the capability for people to listen to them? We also have no idea what's going on without the sound. It's hilarious. I, I think it's like, uh, I want to relive that night all the time. I don't think it could have gone any better. This was for us. Sometimes you do one for you. This sucks. I would listen to this over and over if I were a Celtics fan. And I am. So I'm going to listen to it over and over. I wish I had a picture of your face when you guys got number one, Aaron. It was fantastic. Oh, my God. It was cheerful and ruddy. It was like you just had four beers at one time. I've watched so many Markel Fultz highlights, you have no idea. Ben, Doug doesn't know this, but every, like, throughout the college basketball season, I pretended everyone was on the Celtics. I made him watch, stay up to watch Lonzo games. It was wonderful. We watched way too much Jonathan Isaac just because Aaron was curious. He had potential. You don't have to be curious anymore. All right, let's go Warriors. Peace. Oh, my God.